We're joined now by Sir Michael Cullen, somebody who worked for a powerful, charismatic, or worked with a powerful, charismatic woman. But boy, you haven't seen the likes of this before, have you, Sir who Michael? Who we had on the road program last night, I must yes, say, Yes, we Helen did, Clark. Helen Clark, yeah. yes. Good morning, Sir Michael. Good morning, and thank you for being so nice about my wife for that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this must cheer the cockles of your heart, seeing this result. It, it does indeed. Um, I think it's a, obviously an extraordinary result. I mean, it's the biggest, biggest vote anyone party's had since 1951. And it wasn't supposed to be like that. That's why MMP was designed, for precisely this mm. not to happen. <clears throat> yes, and the polls, of course, were looking as though, once again, the public was going to decide that they didn't want one party to have all power. But then, of course, the public also can't understand why that party doesn't do what it, all the things it said it would do, because... One of the other parties is blocking it from doing it. So we have this capacity to get the sort of two sides of our brain completely out of sync in that regard with MMP. How much do you think, Michael, that this uh, result was a reflection of uh, the National Party voters going over to Labour to keep the Greens out of any role in power in this government? I, I think there are you know, a lot of kind of cross-voting t- um, strategies going on. You know, people... Mm. People not voting Labour but Green because they worried the Greens would make 5%. So I think you know, Marama's triumphal speech last night probably didn't realise fully why they got, got the, the vote that they got in the election. And they really rode Jacinda's coattails as much as anything else um, back into power. You had people almost certainly in the centre wanting to make sure, once it was clear Labour was going to be the lead element, that they had sufficient power to um, not have to be too beholden uh, of the Greens. Uh, and then, of course, you had National Party people who knew, could see their party wasn't going anywhere, didn't like the way it was going anyway, um, and therefore split off into all the other bits and pieces, and particularly on this occasion, um, really gave a big boost uh, to the ACT Party. So mm-hmm. you have all these kinds of weird cross-currents going on, I think, in, in an MMP-type election. 2002 was a bit similar in that way. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a huge burden of expectation um, on this new government. And to be fair, you would have to say they did not deliver on a number of their key 2017 um, election promises. Are they... There were were one or two which were not well thought through enough, like Kiwi Belt. There are others that are simply blocked. I mean, the the light rail thing, you see the first just said, blanket, no, we we don't want light rail, and that was the finish of that for that term. So I think you expect to see some relatively rapid movement on that particular one this time around. And I think you also see on the housing side um, an intensification emphasis upon social housing, which I think is actually a more sensible um, positioning for for a government to take. So we're actually going to see some transformational policies coming through this term? Um, I always suspect the word transformational because it takes us back to the 1980s and, and... some of it was sort of more transmogrification than trans- <laughs> Well, you were there, Michael. <laughs> I know. I, I was there inside the cabinet room. You may recall exactly. a number of books opposing uh, what was going on in some instances. Um, and, and I haven't changed my mind uh, about that. But uh, you've also got to be a bit careful here. I mean, Labour's got this big majority. Um, well, it's not a big majority, actually. Under MP, you don't get a big majority. You get a little majority if you do exceptionally well. Um, because they controlled the centre ground in the election. Now, some of the commentators last night were starting to say, well, 
this, this is a mandate from Labour to, to, to move sharply left and do all kinds of dramatic things. I, yeah. I can't work out why winning the votes in the centre ground is, gives you the remit to yeah. go and, and move leftwards. So, I mean, the Labour wants to continue to control that centre ground um, as much as it can going towards the next election. What I think you will see, and I think Jacinda was making that clear, is things that they were held up on, things that took too long, um, they're going to be able to move faster on in, in the climate change area, sustainability, um, uh, transport changes, things of that sort. But I think there's also an opportunity because we know for three years now we've got a government which, if it needs to, can act entirely on its own um, to to maybe get alongside some of the organisations like Federated Farmers and just going to mention and business, them. Business, business mm. New Zealand, which has actually been pretty cooperative anyway, mm. um, to, to, to get a clear set of common ground for for what's going to happen over, over that three-year period. Michael, you talk about blocking, policy being blocked, and it most certainly was over the last three years. How much of a loss to New Zealand politics is Winston Peters? <laughs> well, I know he's no loss to you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I thought he made an extraordinarily gracious and indeed rational speech last night. Mm. Um, but but he'd run a campaign which was the exact opposite. He ran a terrible campaign where instead of taking credit for the good things that New Zealand first have been associated with in the government, carrying himself in the mantle of Jacinda's popularity, decided to sort of yeah. spend about three weeks of the time kind of um, Pretend well, he was never there. Yeah, doing, doing nasty things as part of his body all, all over pixie dust. And, <laughs> and, and that really was a, a shocking mistake. So the Greens didn't make that mistake. They they cleaved quite close to, to, to Jacinda's halo, in effect. Mm. Um, yeah, that's to, true. To, to help them get back in. And, and, and this time, I, mean, I think it has to be the end, really. I mean, I, He's about a month older or younger than me, I can't remember. I can't, I can't see somebody at 78 coming, le- leading yeah. a charge back. Um, and the only danger of that is that there's sort of real echoes like the New Conservatives and Advance and and those ones, the one party, that they might actually start picking up more support, Maybe. which would be much more horrible than Winston. Rather, rather more predictable, but much more horrible. How's your health at the moment, Michael? Uh, not too bad. Um, I have another scan about two or three weeks to see whether any of the, the cancer started to come back. I mean, it, it, it's not curable. They knocked it a huge way back with the chemotherapy. I was kind of on a kind of experimental wonder drug, but it had to take me off that because that's been sparking off my ulcerative colitis rather mm. uh, seriously. So that's an interaction that's well established with that drug. So I had to come off that. But you know, I'm, I'm already... Almost certainly already ahead of the curve for the kind of cancer I've got and when I started treatment. It certainly well, hasn't robbed you of any of your... Whichever one is the good one, which is behind the curve or ahead of the curve, I'm not sure. It's <laughs> only behind the curve in this case. Well, it hasn't robbed you of any of your insight and intelligence. So no, thank you, you very much. You hang in there, Michael. Thank you very much for sharing that with us this morning, Sir Michael Cullen.